And now we will start with uh, my class. We will discuss the dynamics of our Fosigo, a very challenging topic. And I was uh, very excited to try to contribute on this topic and try to share some interesting things. And um, we will start our discussion about the dynamics of our Fosigo with one story from a book of uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, which is uh, mainly um, a compilation of instructive stories for the sadhaka and taking some nice messages which can help us have the right attitude. And this story I found very, very nice and a uh, nice example how our false ego is uh, trying to make some difficulties on the spiritual path. Once upon a time, there was a great battle between the demigods and the demons. When the demigods finally defeated the demons, they were extremely jubilant. In truth, the demigods were only victorious over the demons because of the influence of Bhagavan Shakti. But the demigods forgot all about this. They forgot that their power was mercifully given to them by Bhagavan. And within their minds, they began to think that they had won the battle because of their own strength and expertise. Proud of their own worth, they began accepting the people's respect and prize for the victory for themselves. Bhagavan, who was well aware of the foolishness of the demigods were succumbing to, appeared before them in a disguised form to remove their pride. And indeed, when the demigods saw Bhagavan standing before them in disguise, they had no idea who he was. Therefore, they approached Agni, the god of fire. Who is this respected personality standing before us? Asked the demigods. Please go to him and find out who he is. So Agni approached that great personality. The stranger, who was really Bhagavan in disguise, asked him, who are you? I'm Agni, the famous personification of fire, replied Agni. What power do you have? Asked the stranger. I can transform everything on the earth into ash within a single muhurta. A muhurta is one third of a day or 48 minutes. The stranger then placed a piece of straw in front of Agni. Burn this. So Agni approached the piece of straw and tried to use his power to burn it. But somehow, despite focusing all of his power on the one piece of straw, he could not burn it. Agni returned to the other demigods, demigods and addressed them. I cannot understand who this great personality is, he admitted. So the demigods next sent the powerful god of wind, Vayu, to find out who was this personality. Who are you? said Vayu. Who are you? said the stranger to Vayu. I am Matarishva, the god of wind. What power do you have? asked the stranger. I can carry away any object on the face of the earth. The stranger placed a piece of straw again in front, this time of Vayu, and asked him to carry it away. 
Vayu used all his power to carry away the piece of straw, but he could not even row it as much as the thickness of a hair. So Vayu too returned to the demigods and addressed them. I also cannot understand who these great personalities. The demigods then sent Indra, their king, to learn the identity of that great personality. But when Indra approached him, the stranger disappeared. Suddenly, his, suddenly the supremely beautiful Uma Devi appeared in the sky. When Indra saw her, he approached her and inquired, who was that great personality? He was Parabrahman, the supreme absolute truth. Your glorious victory over the demons was only possible because of his grandiosity. His Shakti is the source of your Shakti. If he were to withdraw his power, all of you would become completely worthless. Whatever ability, expertise, valor, or heroism you may possess, Parabrahma is the sole master and origin of all of it. He is the controller of everything and you are the controlled, the subordinate. Whenever you begin to believe that you're accomplishing everything by your own Shakti, he will immediately withdraw his Shakti. And uh, the moral of the story from the Upanishads is that one should renounce the arrogant conception of Bada Ami, the belief that I am big or I am great. In other words, one should renounce false ego, which causes one to believe I am the doer, I am the enjoyer of everything, and that I can accomplish everything by my own strength. Instead, one should embrace the true ego or the genuine self-conception of Bao Ami, the belief that I am well. In other words, one should reflect as follows. I am an insignificant living entity, the eternal servant of the servant of Sri Hari, Guru and the Vaishnavas. Their mercy alone is my strength. They are factually my operator and I am simply their instrument. So this is the story narrated by Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And here we have the elements of our false ego and also what we should not do and what we should do in order to have this proper attitude, our true ego, which is this sense of, I'm not the doer, I'm only the servant. Krishna is the controller, Krishna is the, the doer of everything. So also in this, uh, hmm, story we hear that our false ego, our hankara, or how here Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati says, Badami, this attitude, this mood, I am great, great, I am big. This is uh, the false ego. Also, we know that uh, a hankara is also has these two attitudes and these moods. I am this body and if I am this body, everything in my bodily relationships belongs to me, a hunter and mamata. I am this body and everything in my bodily relationships belongs to me. This is, everything's come from this dynamic of these two forces. I'm the body, this material identity. I identify the temporary and everything which is here, which is 
in my field of action, field, field of possession is an object to my senses and everything belongs to me and I, I want to control, I want to enjoy. But uh, where does this false ego come from? I wanted to share some verses from the Bhagavatam just to make it uh, more, more stable to pave the way. And uh, from the third canto, 5 verse 26, there are a nice um, explanation how this false ego comes and where does it uh, arise from. So 3, 5, 26. The supreme living being in his future as the transcendental Purusha incarnation, who is the world's plenary expansion, impregnates the material nature of three modes, and thus by the influence of eternal time the living entities appear. 27. Thereafter, influenced by the interactions of eternal time, the supreme sum total of matter called the Mahatattva became manifested. And in this Mahatattva, the unalloyed goodness, the supreme world, sowed the seeds of, of universal manifestation out of his own body. 28. Thereafter, the Mahatattva differentiated itself into many different forms as the reservoir of the would-be entities. The Mahatattva is chiefly in the mode of ignorance, and it generates the false ego. It is a plenary expansion of the personality of Godhead with full consciousness of creative principles and time for fructification. And here in the purport, Prabhupada explains, the Mahatattva is the medium between pure spirit and the material existence. It is the junction of matter and spirit wherefrom the false ego of the living entity is generated. All living entities are differentiated differentiated parts and parcels of the personality of Godhead. Under the pressure of false ego, the conditioned souls, although parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, claim to be the enjoyers of material nature. This false ego is the binding force of material existence. The world again and again gives a chance to the bewildered conditioned souls to get free from this false ego. And that is why the material creation takes place at intervals. He gives the conditioned souls all faculties, facilities for rectifying the activities of the false ego, but he does not interfere with their small independence as parts and parcels of the Lord. And also from the second canto, 525, from the darkness of false ego, the first of the five elements, namely the sky, is generated. Its subtle form is the quality of sound, exactly as the seer is in relationship with the ocean. And also in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says in uh, seventh chapter, verse four, earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego, Altogether, these eight constitute my separated material energies. So we see that from the beginning of creation, the false ego is there, one of the material elements, which comes from the Mahatattva. 
and uh, it's there soon from the beginning with us this is uh, part of the material creation a part from the mahatatva and from false ego we have the sound coming and all this uh, metaphysical um, metaphysical knowledge how the whole the whole ingredients came and uh, how this false ego is there and we know also from bhagavatam that the false ego is the thickest layer from them all and the hardest to to cross over to go through and uh, this false ego is giving this mentality this mood of okay i want to enjoy i want to control but we know that also from Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Bhuktaram Yagyatapasam Sarva Loka Maheshwaram. I'm the enjoyer of all the austerities, of all the sacrifices. You're not this. But uh, when the Jiva thinks like this, and uh, here in this material um, plane, afflicted by the three motions of the material nature, from Rajas, Tamas, and Sattva, this uh, jiva, which is uh, an energy of God, this Tasta Shakti, becomes, uh, the, they give uh, the Acharya such a metaphor, like the water, when it's cold, it transforms to ice. And this ice is very hard. It's not this flow. It's not in this um, state in which the normal water is so the jiva also here in this world uh, it's hardness it's uh, becomes more hard our heart becomes hard hard and uh, we feel that uh, we have uh, this layer in which we think that i am the body this misconception and from this misconception comes as our charas say this hrit roga our disease of the heart, when we think that I'm the enjoyer, I'm the controller, I'm the doer, this becomes um, like a disease because in our heart, there is this, this mood of I want to serve, I want to give enjoyment to Krishna, to enjoy his senses, but I want everything for me. And uh, this is a disease of the heart. We are kind of sick and they say this, Roga Kama, this Kama, this worst from which anger, fear comes, is uh, all the manifestation, manifestations of uh, this Roga, of this disease of our heart. And this here also the dynamics of uh, our false ego. When we have these general moods that uh, I'm the body and everything belongs me we start to have this inner dynamics of lust anger fear we are driven driven by these forces inside dynamic is the forces that are inside and the forces that are driving something that are manifesting in something and our material ego our false ego is driven by these forces and they make this dynamic a very painful dynamic for us because we are 
bound to suffer. We know that all these material enjoyments, they cannot give the real pleasure to the soul. And when we try to enjoy in the act of material enjoyment, there is already embedded inside the pain and suffering because everything is temporal and uh, we cannot have any we cannot have any true happiness and too often we are bound to be on these two dyn dynamics with raga and vesha to attach ourselves and to disattach to go away from something which is making us feel some pain and to go towards something that we are actually trying to feel some nice sensation and many of our behaviors in our normal life everyday life are driven by by pain and avoiding pain when we start to observe to reflect on our thoughts habits models of thinking and uh, behaving we see that many of them are based on this avoiding of pain and uh, our nature, the Charya said, and also in, uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam, there is this verse about the Hridaya Granki, this knot in the heart, which is uh, our um, bondage to the illusion or, and this false identification. So we are like suffering from this uh, disease of the heart and continuing to suffer and trying to escape from the suffering when we don't have help from the higher plane from the divine realm and uh, real sadhus and acharyas and uh, the scriptures we are like making only more suffering like someone who is in the sea without uh, knowing how to swim and if he starts to just make like this some agitated uh, and uh, frenetic uh, neurotic movements he will drown faster but uh, yeah our movement in the material plane when we don't have real knowledge is like this we feel that there is something that is bothering our heart and we want to have some remedy to cure this disease but our movements in the world our actions that we take in order to heal it make it worse and make another knot and another knot because mostly normal people want to enjoy more want to make these neurotic movements to have again some peace of mind to be able to enjoy more one of the bulgarian mystics now i remember one quote from him uh, he says that what uh, what gain is there if you heal the stomach pain of someone and by healing this pain this man goes on eating like uh, uh, like for last very um, animalistic so what purpose was this healing what was the meaning of this uh, healing taking place if the man 
continues with this mood of enjoyment and going there and uh, making again more knots. And uh, in the 11th canto, um, verse 30, chapter 20, there's this verse about the knot. The knot in the heart is pierced. All misgivings are cut to pieces and the chain of fruitive actions is terminated when I am seen as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Here the Supreme Personality talks. And Shiro um, Prabhupada com comments, Hridaya Granti in indicates that one's heart is bound to illusion by false identification with the material body. One thus becomes absorbed in material sex pleasure, dreaming of innumerable combinations of male and female bodies. A person intoxicated by sex attraction cannot understand that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the reservoir of all pleasure and the supreme enjoyer. When a devotee achieves steadiness in devotional service, feeling transcendental pleasure at every moment in the execution of his loving service to the Lord, the knot of false identification is pierced and all his misgivings are cut to pieces. In illusion, we imagine that the living entity cannot be fully satisfied without material sense gratification and speculative doubting of the absolute truth. Materialistic persons consider sense enjoyment and speculative doubting to be essential for civilized life. So we have this Hritroga, uh, Kama, which is this uh, wanting to enjoy, to control this lust, the desires for material enjoyment. And when we go on living like this, life after life, we make more more knots of the heart one after another and this is uh, the um, para paragraph 22 because uh, there is like uh, no escape if you are if you are only on this horizontal platform and from this disease of the heart we know also our acharyas vakinopikur uh, lists one of the four divisions of anarthas hridaya durbala the weakness of the heart. And he says that uh, from weakness of heart comes some other activities and moods, laziness, subordination to insignificant objects, bewilderment of heart due to lamentation, distraction from pure devotional service due to false argument. Don't wanting to offer all one's energy to the cultivation of Krishna consciousness, rejection of humility due to the pride of caste, wealth, education, powers, beauty, and strength, willingness to be misguided by irreligious propensities and instructions, disinterest in rectifying prejudice, abandonment of compassion due to anger, illusion, envy, intolerance, false identification of the self as a Vaishnava due to the desire for name, fame, and the cheating propensity, and the torture of the living entities that arises from the desire to enjoy women, wealth, and other forms of self-sense gratification. So we here see more diverse explanations and uh, the different very concrete 
movements and dynamics that go on in this heart, which is weakened by this disease, laziness, rejection of humility, torture of other living entities that arises from the desire to enjoy them, bewilderment of heart due to lamentation, which can be also this uh, all when we're in the false identity, false ego, we spend a lot of our time in lamentation. We lament the past, we lament uh, worry for the future, we lament the losses and uh, everything that one day will be a loss. So um, these are the moods that are that are inside of the heart, which is still in this uh, layer covered with the layer of false ego and feeling pain, negative emotions, this self-centeredness, all these models in which we perceive the world, we think I want to enjoy and I want to escape pain, but mostly it's all about uh, avoiding the pain that we already feel from time immemorial, all the traumas, all the things from past life, from this life, and we just want some peace. And these are the prevailing moods of the dynamic of the false ego. But uh, what can we do about this? If uh, this disease of the heart and the uh, following knots in the heart all are connected and uh, from that arises this weakness of the heart. Our heart becomes weak and very hard. As Guru Maharaj said, says, we need to use our mind to soften, to soften our heart and not to be caught as eyes because we fear that we will experience pain if we open it open a bit. And uh, we know that the beginning of the transformation from our false to the true ego, this servant ego, comes in the sadhana bhakti, and there the goal is to give sharanagati, to be able to surrender. This is our first um, goal, to be able to surrender ourselves, to become steady in the practice. And uh, these are the first um, dynamics of the true ego. Ankulasya Sankalpa, Pratikulasya Varjanam, Rakshyatiti Vishvasho, Guptritve Varnam Tata, Atmanikshepa Karpani. Karpani, these uh, six limbs of Sharnagati. But uh, Bhakti Nola also explains that these six uh, compose five different moods. If uh, our false ego is composed of these moods of wanting to enjoy, to feel that uh, I'm the doer, I want to control, I want sense gratification, I want everything to belong to me and I want to feel that I'm the Maheshwara, not Krishna, that I'm the Maheshwara, I'm the controller of everything. Uh, this uh, leads to the lust, to anger, to fear, 
these are the moods inside of the heart of the person who is operating from false ego, from identifying with the body. But uh, when we start to practice, our heart becomes more and more healed from these moods and other moods start to arise in our heart. And these are the five moods which are um, embedded in surrendering. And uh, we will now go through all of them. The first two, uh, limbs of Sharnagati, accepting everything that is favorable and giving up everything that is unfavorable for Bhakti. Bhakti you know, the Course says that this gives uh, the rise of the mood of Pratidja, uh, promise or determination. I will do everything favorable and give up everything unfavorable. This is the promise uh, and uh, the mood that I am determined and I promise I want to do this because already in the heart there is this feeling that I'm totally fed up with all these material things, with this material enjoyment and I'm very determined to go. This mood of determination is the first um, mood that arises from Sharnagati and which is a sign that our heart becomes healed from there is some glimpse of some healing taking place, some healing process taking place there. The next mood is uh, Vishvas, confidence, confidence in Krishna, because um, the limb of the Shanagati is Rakshisha Chiti Vishvasu, that Krishna will protect me. And when I have this, the, the, the mood of confidence comes, confidence in Krishna, that he will be able to protect me. The third mood from Krishna is my maintainer, Gotrit Fevaranam Tata. There is this dependence. Okay, I'm ma maintained by Krishna. He is the one who maintains me. I'm totally dependent on him. This mood of dependence, which gives rise to the feeling of gratitude, because this is the normal expression, when I know that uh, someone is taking care of me, I feel gratitude. So we can say also that here dependence and gratitude arise because the, I understand that I'm totally dependent on Krishna and that Krishna already has given me everything that I need and still he continues to give me so much. And then um, there is this idea and uh, the fifth limb that it's Atmani Nikshepa, Atmani Vedana to give ourselves. And this comes uh, the mood of I'm totally not independent. I'm dependent and uh, um, this is a bit different the Acharya say because it's I give up this mentality that I can have any independence. Also in sense gratification, I'm totally dependent. I give up myself and I'm totally wanting to give this idea of egocentrism and I put Bhagavan to the top, to the center. And um, the last one with humility, humility, karpani, uh, to be able 
to feel that I'm humble. And uh, these are the five moods, five emotions, feelings, which are already a sign that we're starting to heal our Hritroga, this disease of the heart. When we start to engage more in the sadhana process by connecting, associating with uh, the shastras, the sadhus, and feeling this example, we start to feel different emotions, have different feelings. The heart before was filled with anger, with fear, with envy, with all kinds of desires to enjoy. And now the heart starts to be filled with these emotions of gratitude, feeling humble, determined to go on to the go on with the practice, having confidence in Krishna that he will protect. And these moods, mm, we know that we are emotional beings. We want our path to have heart, to be very uh, close to us. We are driven by these emotions. And when we start to perceive these five moods, this is a very... We start to attach to this because uh, we know that, and as we said, we want to feel something. We want to feel something nice. And these are these five moods are the best options uh, which uh, we can have in the beginning on the sadhana, sadhana bhakti before bhava bhakti. And uh, we can cultivate these five moods. We can observe ourselves we can reflect when and how i feel these moods and um, i thought that this is a very concrete thing that we can observe and try to cultivate cultivate them to cultivate these emotions feelings these five moods by observing our acharyas our gurudev other devotees be inspired by the example in the scriptures, uh, in the stories of the pure devotees in Bhagavatam. We can reflect on their moods and this way, by association, our heart starts to open up, starts to feel this uh, warm light, which starts to melt our eyes and uh, it starts to flow in different direction because pain, fear, anger are very contracting the consciousness. We feel very contracted when I feel fear, anger. We know that everything inside is starting to get like uh, implosion, like inwards. But when we feel gratitude, when we feel confidence, when we feel determination, it's opening our heart. We feel that mm, this change of state. And we can meditate on Durva Maharaj and his mm, way of being very de determined. We can meditate on in the confidence of Pralat Maharaj, how he was so confident that Krishna will mm, protect him. We can meditate on the mood of, um, of Kunti Devi, 
which was uh, so remembering all the problems and calamities and thinking of Krishna and being grateful that by experiencing these things, calamities and problems, she was able to keep Krishna in her remembrance, remember him. And uh, also we can, for, for, for all the moods, we can have stories and we can see the example of uh, the community of Guru Maharaj. We can see also this total um, giving all self-centeredness that Srila Prabhupada expressed by going to America. And these things by association, by remembering, by keeping in our mind, try they already affect our heart and these moods start to, to flourish. And this uh, was the main thing I wanted to come to in this uh, class, to be aware of these five moods, determination, confidence, dependence, gratitude, this uh, giving all self-centeredness and being humble and try to observe and reflect and how we cultivate them. We can have practice which are very concrete um, when we chant, when we talk with other devotees, when we share, when we're in kirtan, we can focus our mind on these moods, trying to be aware of them, trying to um, reflect if I start to go in the moods of our material identity, of the false ego, I'm the doer, some anger, some fear, anxiety, some lamentation, oh, I'm so bad, or oh, th this was such a great mistake I made, to try to, to see, okay, these are not the five recommended moods, not the moods that will open my heart for, for Krishna. These are the moods which will close the door again. And we can have different practices. We can write letters of gratitude to Krishna or letters to him. This one I heard from one devotee and I found very nice sometime before I also wrote every evening such gratitude to Krishna, like uh, adding to my uh, reflection and sharing because this um, process of writing a letter is very intimate and uh, is focusing the mind and you reflect and it's like writing to a friend a well-wisher as krishna says suhridam sarvabhutanam suhrit is the friend the the best friend of everyone the well-wisher and with this attitude if we address some letters to him we can open up and share our vulnerabilities of being very vulnerable humble to express our suffering we can when we need some of these moods we can try to see in bhagavad gita in other scriptures these examples of the moods we want to cultivate more we feel that we are lacking 
And uh, I think also that uh, being able be fully vulnerable, open is very crucial for this part of um, healing our disease of the heart because this thickness inside is this um, like protective boundaries some walls that we built inside to keep us safe from suffering for keep us safe from more pain and sometimes i saw also in myself and our devotees we have these walls that uh, or some boundary that says okay krishna this material mentality this mistake or this attitude this mood is mine to handle it's not yours i cannot give this to you i'm ashamed i feel not worthy of your love and um, we project this fraternal not fraternal but uh, maternal feelings and uh, yeah we we project our parents misbehaving or shortcomings on krishna and we don't want to be vulnerable because we felt that being vulnerable and open up can make us again suffer more and on the material platform as we said if we try to heal our hritroga with movements on this horizontal plane and uh, if you try to open up on that plane there will only come more pain and more Hidaya Grantis will come these hard knots with which will be more and more and more tough to cut. So we can practice this vulnerability in letters in front of our well wishes which are present. And uh, as uh, I remembered, one verse from a song of Leonard Cohen from his song Anthem. Ring the bells that still can ring, forget your perfect offering. There is a crack, a crack in a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. So in our material conditioning, we know we're in ignorance, as we said, the false ego, ignorance our mm, senses which are connected to the material objects again this energy of the material um, powers the three gunas come inside our body the subtle and the gross body and there is a crack because we are here but uh, this is a possibility because in these cracks when we are able to present them in front of the Guru, Vaishnavas, Krishna, this is exactly where from, uh, from where the light can get in. So we, uh, we should know our condition, that we are in this dynamics of our false ego with the moods of, I'm this body, and I want to control, enjoy everything which is in the field here. But uh, we need to move from this disease of the heart 
the process of healing our hearts, which is our sadhana and cultivating surrender and gradually cultivating these new moods in the heart. Be confident to be able to be determined, humble, to be grateful, Krishna. And in that way, we will start to uh, more and more awaken the potential in us, in the jivas that we are. So this is uh, the, the things I wanted to share today with you. Sorry again for being late. Uh, if there are some comments, questions, And with this message, we can end. Let us reflect on these five moods coming from practicing surrender. And let us be more mindful when we experience, when we feel the dynamic of the false ego taking over our heart. And how could we move gently by some practice, being vulnerable, admitting that there is crack in our heart, but this crack is the crack in the eyes. So this is okay to be there and to move, to cultivate other moods that will melt our heart, these five moods. And we can add other concrete ways in which to make them stronger and also when we engage in our sadhana, when we engage in service, be aware also because our mind is driven by feeling and where the emotion goes, energy flows. So we need this emotion. And when we start to feel the moods, um, of the real ego, our mind will go in that direction and the senses will go also in that direction. So we can cultivate that. Thank you for being here with me and uh, yeah, listening to everything I said. I hope that you will be able to take something from my sharing. Vaishnavi, you know, no, 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 no